You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Washington, D.C., a $5 million painting was given in honor of this church for all your soul winning. It's going through all the uh, preparation to be hung. It'll be hung in one year from now in Washington, D.C., the most expensive museum in that uh, area, and, uh, and your name, the church name, will be on it and dedicated to, and it's the Mount of Olives. And our Lord's praying, it was painted in 1894, very valuable painting, a very large painting. And I'm excited for our church family. You know, God, God recognizes your faith. I think it says on the plaque, and I don't know how many have won one to Christ, but now down the aisle, I think it says 87,900 or 88,000, I don't know what it is, that have walked the aisles of our church in 48 years trusting Christ. That doesn't count many times more than that out door-to-door soul winning and on bus routes in different places. And I want to thank the teenagers. They were out today after school, and they've gone from school to um, soul winning and door knocking and Bible distribution and to dinner, and now they're here. It's been a long day, but they uh, got out over 1,300 Bibles today to our area and I want to thank the ladies for Tuesday's soul winning. Mrs. Uh, Chris, uh, Mrs. Uh, Martinez, um, uh, Brother Alvin's dear wife, restarted it for us, Teresa. And uh, it, it uh, starts always in the school year when mother's kids go back to school. And they have other soul winnings in the summer times. But uh, it was the 40th anniversary of our ladies' soul winning, and they had 35 ladies out on Tuesday morning, door knocking, passing Bibles, winning people. Every ministry that's been out, teenagers had a soul saved today. And it's just such an amazing thing. Uh, just an amazing thing. And you're, I, just, I just thrill. I hear this music and the harmony. I, I hope you understand that that's not by accident. All of us working in the schools and the buses together, Sunday school uh, services, God bless you, dear folks. The Mount of Olives is where Jesus is making his way to Calvary. He'll be there in chapter 26, 7, 8. You'll hear about the, the, the death of Christ, the burial of Christ, the resurrection. Last week, Brother Sloan came, and as he came, he, he knows Israel so well. He showed us the pictures up here uh, about the Temple Square and about Mount Olive. Mount Olive sits about 300 feet, and below it, 100 feet is is the Tabernacle, and below that, 200 feet is Jerusalem. And we said last week that's why the Psalms' degrees were so important. They had that 200 that 200 feet walk, and those 15 Psalms of degrees they sang as they went to the house of God. And then 
Jesus went on the other side and went to the Mount of Olives at the base, and it became a natural amphitheater as his disciples and those sat there on that hillside, and he spoke to them. Jesus always made sure he had a good auditorium. He, he got on a boat and went out a little ways, and the water became his sounding board to those that were on the seashore. Uh, he, uh, uh, he, he was here at the Mount of Olives, and it became a place where he could lift up to elevated people and talk to them. And last week we saw chapter 24, verse 1, and Jesus went out and departed from the temple. That's about 100 feet below. And his disciples came to him to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And here it begins. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, or we call it in different places in the Bible, Olivet, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? The coming, the end of the world. That end of the world was mentioned so many times. Uh, I think today there are people that are wondering what's happening. What's, what, what's the next event in world history going to take place? He, they want to, and I want you to underline it perhaps there, verse, the end of the world. I want you to see what we saw last week, verse 6. Uh, verse 6, and ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not, there's a second time. Verse 13, and he that endure unto the end shall be saved. And we cover that very thoroughly. Has nothing to do with salvation and being saved. We understand that. And then we saw in verse 14, where we ended last week, and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached to all the world for a witness unto the nations, and then shall the end come. The age of grace in these first 14 verses, that's the key to the next phrase where we're going. We go to 15, verse 15, and that's going to be tribulation. The tribulation is how many years? Seven years of tribulation. And, and we're going to see the, the beginning where Jesus is now going to transition from the day of grace. We are living in a day of grace. We're living in the church age. We are not living in a kingdom age. Kingdom age theology was begun by a lot of what we used to call the word new evangelicals, new standard, uh, new uh, position, uh, you know, compromisers. They all talk about the kingdom, kingdom, kingdom. This is not kingdom age. The kingdom is coming. But this is not kingdom. This is church age. This is grace age. This is a day to reach the lost for Jesus Christ. And the church is so important. And, and we'll see tonight as we try to go to Daniel and Revelation briefly, and I know I must hasten, but this is not the time to redefine the church. The nation needs the church never more like any other time. And yet the 385,000 churches in America are predominantly closed on Sunday night. Shame on us as preachers. Shame on us. And then we wonder why we have all these Crazy things happening, defund the police, uh, burn buildings down, uh, transgender boys and girls without parents' knowledge, teaching that there is no God, don't tell your parents what you're learning, uh, giving out uh, places where teenage girls can go get an abortion without a parent's consent. 
We wonder why? I'll tell you why. The church has not done her job. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked way, then will I hear from heaven, will heal their land. It's you and me. Uh, not my brother nor my sister, it's me, oh Lord. So we're moving to the end of the age. Now he says, all right, verse 15. When you therefore see the abomination of desolation. The abomination of desolation, we'll try to get there in a few moments in Revelation chapter 13, is when one of the, of the trio of, the, uh, of Satan's powers, there's Satan and there's the Antichrist and uh, there is the false prophet. They're the trinity of evil. And they are going to set up during the tribulation the abomination of desolation. They are going to come and go into the temple and set up idol worship and worship Satan himself. I don't know what it's called. If it's called the, uh, whatever it was, those movie stars getting rewards or awards on uh, TV here uh, three, six months ago. And it was, uh, it was dedicated to Satan. Dedicated to, and, and some Christian gospel writers stayed in that meeting as they got their trophies too. A Christian should never be there. Number one, it was on a Sunday night. Get to God's house. And with a conglomeration like that garbage, and all of a sudden they're giving out these awards. And one of the great, one of the big news stations, one of the largest in the nation, if not the largest, said, it's time to worship Satan. We are ready. I'll tell you what, I don't want my family worshiping Satan. Called dragon. Uh, uh, called deceiver. Called the devil. Called the accuser of the brethren. Called Satan. Called Lucifer. The Bible said when you see the abomination of desolation spoken by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place and readeth, let him understand. The abomination of desolation, the tribulation will begin with one of the activities, the abomination of desolation, verse number 21. When, for when ye shall uh, for then shall be the great tribulation. When? When this beginning of worshiping Satan uh, is entered in. Turn with me, keep your hand right there, if you will, to Daniel chapter 8. Daniel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, Daniel. Daniel chapter 8. In Daniel chapter 8, and my, I have a, a, a King James Schofield Bible here. It's Page number 900 and, uh, 911, 911. And the Bible says, in verse 20, I, I wasn't going to read 22, but it must be because it's, we need to, speaking about our Lord right here. Until the ancient of days came, the judgment was given to the saints of the Most High and the time that the saints possessed the kingdom. And he said, the fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon earth, which shall diverse, I'm chapter seven, chapter eight, I'm sorry, chapter eight, verse 23. 
And in the latter time, I forgive, forgive me, chapter 8, verse 23. And in the latter time of their kingdom, when the transgressors shall come to a full, a king of fierce countenance and understanding and dark sentences shall stand up. His power shall be mighty, but not by his own power. He shall destroy wonderfully and shall prosper and practice and shall destroy the mighty and the holy people. And through his policy also he shall craft to prosper in his hand. And he shall magnify whom? Himself in his heart. And by peace shall destroy many. He's going to come offering peace. Okay, I'm a, I'm a good person here. We're going to get all the Jews and the Arabs together. We're going to make peace. We're going to make peace with all these different religious groups. Everybody's going to have peace. People are going to love it. Just like they loved Hitler in Germany when Hitler came to power. Hitler promised food, housing, and an automobile. And they went for it. They wanted them. Be careful when a government begins to say, I'll give you cell phones, I'll give you insurance, I'll give you uh, all these. When government wants to give, they're getting the money from somebody. That's called socialism, communism, where they take from this group to support this group. If a man will not work, he should not eat. Now, you know as well as I, if we have sick, it's a Bible thing to take care of the sick. But by the way, it's not a government's job, it's a church's job. Government's job is not to take your wealth and distribute it and move it around to others. That's the way they control both groups. And this man comes to make peace. Shall destroy many. You see, stand up in the, against the prince of peace and shall be broken without band. Look at verse number 26. And the vision of the evening and morning were told to us is true. Wherefore, shut thou up the vision, and it shall be for many. Verse number 27. And I fainted and was sick certain days. This vision that Daniel had from God was so overwhelming. He fainted, he was sick, and I rose up and did the king's business. And I was astonished at the vision, but none understood it. Chapter 9 and verse number 24. Daniel introduces to us 70 weeks. But a week is not a week, it's a year. Hold this right here, please. Go back, I want you to see it in Genesis chapter 29. Because these 70 weeks are important to understand. 69 of the weeks are in the history book. There's one more week to go. In, in the book of Genesis, and in chapter number uh, 29, I'll get there, I'm going slow. Here we go, chapter 29. And, and the Bible says this. Let's pick it up in verse number, um, verse 18. And Jacob loved Rachel and said, I will serve thee seven years for Rachel, the younger daughter. Verse 20, and Jacob served seven years for Rachel. They seemed but for a few days for the love he had for her. And the Bible says in verse number uh, 27, fulfill her week, and we will give this for thy service, 
which thou shalt serve with me yet another seven years. Seven years were accounted as a week. Notice what he says in verse number 30. And when he went in to Rachel, he loved also Rachel more than Leah, and he served him yet another seven other years, a week. Go back to Daniel, please, because we know that Cyrus gave the decree, and for 45, 49 years, seven times seven, there was 49 years, seven weeks. When Jerusalem rebuilt and reinstalled worship, reinstalled worship. Then we have from Artaxerxes until the Messiah would come, another 62 weeks times seven. That's 434 years. That means that we have had 69 years. Chapter 20, uh, chapter 9, verse number, uh, let's go to verse number 24. 70 weeks are determined upon the people and upon thy holy city to finish the transgressions and to make up for end of the sins, making re a reconciliation for iniquity and bring everlasting righteousness and seal up the vision. Now, therefore, and, uh, know and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem unto the Messiah shall be seven weeks. Now, let's go, if you will, uh, and, and he talks about that in verse 27. 27 is really the key verse. And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. In the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice of oblation to uh, cease and overspreading abominations. Halfway through this seven weeks, it's the 70th week now is what we're waiting for. We'll be gone. In that 70th week, halfway through, this evil, wicked trio will have made peace. Remember in the first seal judgment, they come riding in on a white horse. Our Lord's going to ride, chapter 19, I believe, Revelation on a white horse. He is a counterfeit. And he's offering peace. People will buy into the peace. But the peace will not be real peace because it's made with the satanic trio. Now go with me back where our Lord is speaking and he's trying to explain these things, this desolation in Matthew 20. And you're listening, so it's harder this week on this one. This will be the most difficult one. You did better last week. Uh, maybe I, I, you, it, you, it was easier and I maybe explained it better, but nonetheless, when you see therefore the abomination of desolation, that's when this man halfway through is going to stand up and have people worship him. Now, with that in mind, what needs to happen before the tribulation? Turn with me, I'm, I'm moving you around, 1 Thessalonians, which is all the T books are together in the New Testament, First and Second Thessalonians, First and Second Timothy and Titus. In in First Thessalonians four, let's read verses thirteen through eighteen together. First Thessalonians four, verse thirteen through eighteen. Ready, begin. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning they which are asleep.
For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a, and the voice of the archangel with So some folks believe that we are going to go through this tribulation. Some think there will be a mid-trib rapture and we'll go through. It cannot happen. For the reason in your chapter 5. But brethren, uh, the times and seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord shall cometh as a thief in the night. When they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail of a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep under the night. They that are drunken are drunk in the night. But let us that are the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith, of love, and helmet of hope for salvation. Verse 9. For God hath not appointed us unto... God's wrath is going to come down on planet Earth. God never has extended His wrath among mankind without a way of exit. You ever hear of Noah? God's judgment came. And when the judgment came, people were offered to come into the ark. They refused. But man, my, my friend, this is much more than just the judgment of God. This is more than just some worldwide flood. This is the wrath of God, as we'll see in a moment as we close in just a few moments. The next event is the rapture of the church. Turn with me, please, to Revelation. You're doing so well. Thank you for working at this tonight with me. No, I really do know you've had a long day, but here it is. Chapter 4, chapter 4 begins with a different scene than we had in chapter 1, 2, and 3. Chapter 1, 2, and 3 the book of Revelation, chapter 1, verse 18, is divided into past, present, and future. And the first three chapters deals with the church, the church, the church, the church, the church. When you get to chapter 4, verse 1, the church, the word church is not mentioned again to the last chapter in the book of Revelation. Revelation uh, chapter number 22, verse number 16. It does speak in chapter 19 of the, the bride. So that would be you and I. But you go all the way from chapter 4 to 19 where the thought is mentioned, chapter 4 to 22 before the word is mentioned. Why? It's all tribulation and judgment. God has not appointed us unto wrath. In chapter 4, verse 1, the Bible says, After this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in, what's the word? The church is on earth. This is heaven. A door was opened in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was as a trumpet talked with me, which said three words. What? Come up hither. That's the rapture. God's rescuing us from the wrath that's going to come down. Come up hither, and I will show thee the things that must be hereafter. And I was immediately in the spirit, and behold, the throne 
sat in heaven and one sat on the throne. The throne is mentioned, and I, I know how many times in this chapter, but I forget all of a sudden right now. But I've got them all underlined here. I want to say it's 13 times, that you can count it another time. But it's a throne room scene. You and I are not going through the tribulation. The rapture of the church. Well, what takes place? Well, on planet Earth, the leaders, Daniel chapter 9, verse 26 and 7, where we were, the leaders of the 10 European nations will now at that time make an agreement with Israel. We saw last week that the temple site, and the temple, this is six and a quarter acres. The temple structure, the structure is six of these properties. It's six times six, it's 30, what is that, six times six? 36? Why did I go to elementary school? I, I, I don't know why I went. I, 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 36, I was right. After I said that, I said, is that right, 36? 36 acres under a roof, one roof, that big temple. But we saw last week with the Sloan, the picture, there's 150,000 graves of Jews by that eastern gate. They know the Messiah is coming again. They, Jews know that. And when he comes, they want to, and he know he'll enter in the eastern gate. It's sealed right now. But they want to be resurrected first and go in. They pay enormous amount of money for those 150 graves, 150,000 graves on the Mount of Olives. Next to them, as close to the eastern gate as you can get, the Muslims who control the temple site with now what is there, the Dome of the Rock, Muslim, Arab, they have built themselves a cemetery because Muslims do believe that no Gentile or no Jew can go to anywhere to get, go through a cemetery. It's against their law to go through a cemetery. They think they're going to stop Jesus from coming. Keep your eye upon the eastern. Uh, keep it on the eastern gate. Lift up your head, your redemption draws nigh. That gate is going to open, and King Jesus is coming one day again. But first, as the European or the uh, the uh, uh, leaders of the European nations to make priests. Daniel nine twenty seven three and a half years into the covenant, this evil trio Antichrist will make will, will break the agreement and break the covenant. The Antichrist then moves into the temple. The where, where, let's, uh, let's stay right here because in Revelation because the uh, abomination of desolation. When the Antichrist comes in on that temple site and you worship me and the world has to worship that person. In fact, go with me to chapter 13 of Revelation. In chapter 13, and I saw upon the sand of the sea a great beast rise up out of the sea. This is not Satan. Uh, you'll see this beast, this dragon, uh, it's not the dragon of Satan, though they're similar. The, the beast is a man out of the sea in this Mediterranean area and those islands 
are all seas, and in that region, one will come out of the sea, and one will come out of the land. And they're going to come to bring evil. And the Bible says blasphemy, the name of blasphemy. And the beast I saw was like a leopard, and his feet were like feet of a bear, and his mouth is the mouth of a lion, and the dragon gave him power. The dragon is Satan himself who empowers this beast. And the Bible said he opened his mouth, well, excuse me, verse 4, and the, we worshiped the dragon, which gave power to the beast, and worshiped the beast, saying, who is able to make war with him? And he opened his mouth, verse 6, in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life, the Lamb slain, the foundation of the world. Verse number 14, verse 13, and he did great wonders, doeth great wonders, and maketh fire to come down from heaven on the earth and the side of men, and deceiveth them. And by the way, don't get it, don't say, how can that happen? Because he has satanic power. And deceiveth them that dwell on the earth, and means of miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth, and they should make an image to the beast, which had been wounded by a sword. He had power to give life to the image of the beast. And it caused them, as many would not worship the beast, to be killed. And it causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive the mark in their right hand and the foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, say they have the mark of the beast. Here's wisdom. Let them that understand count the number of the beast. For the number of uh, man, it's the number of man, the number 600, three score and six, 666. Man's number. You won't buy or sell. You've heard me say it before. You go to the grocery store. If you're not saved, and you're going to go through this great tribulation for seven years, one week, seven years. And you're going to get hungry. Your little children get hungry. Your wife is going to get hungry. You're going to go over here to Safeway and say, I, I, need, to, I need to buy some food. I need, we haven't eaten in three days. We're hungry. It's a good. Swipe your number. You have to have the number here or here, 666, in order to buy or sell. You have been registered. Can't you see what government's doing already to us? And so government wants to control, Satan wants to control, and we're all prelude to all this right now. And, I, 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 and so you say, you can't, you can't buy. I, can't you help me some way? I can't help you. Come back the next day, well, your wife says, honey, the baby is starving. You say, get your number? I don't have it. Do you have your test? Be careful. This is not an anti-COVID rally, but do you realize you get your test, you get your number, you help them? Because I know I'll get in trouble on this one. There's no remedy. There's no medicine. There, there's nothing they're going to do for you. They quarantine five days. Better be careful. We're going to get it. It's around now. It's It's around. You're going to get a cold this winter. You're going to get the flu this winter. We're going to get... 
COVID, whatever number it is now, we're going to get it. I'm not making light of it. But you're not going to be able to do anything unless you are registered with the evil trio. Go back to chapter number six, please. Revelation. Jesus is teaching all here in the Mount of Olives while this, this is going to begin. And so he says, the first thing that's going to begin in chapter 6 is the seven seal judgment. There's 21 judgments to come. There's the seal judgments, and the, the scroll is broken, and the seal is broken, and, and, and the judgment of God, the wrath of God is going to be poured out. Seven seals. And then there's the seven vile judgments where it's poured out, the Bible said, and it intensifies over the seal judgments. And then there's the seven trumpet judgments that are even a greater judgment, seven, 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 21 judgments, and one-fourth of the earth will be burned up at one-third of the earth. One-third of men will die, and all that's going to be going on, and the, 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 the we, I don't know all that happened. I, I, I heard, I don't know what country it was, there was an um, earthquake uh, in some country this week, I, I'm sorry, I should, probably should know. Um, and, and I've heard numbers like 6,000, 10,000 died. I don't know. I knew know that two dams broke yesterday in another country. And they said there's 10,000 missing and over 6,000 are dead in just one day. And, 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 and we are living in, in, in days of, of, of just confusion. There's fear. But I don't want to live in fear. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also, oh my goodness, I'm 10 minutes over. Uh, okay. So the Antichrist moves to Jerusalem. He redefines worship. Isn't that amazing how we're redefining worship in our churches? The 385,000 churches, we just redefine it. And now even our sound churches redefine everything. I'm just shocked how many of our new churches don't believe in an altar call. See, they've got some new theology. Well, I, I rejoice when I see a sinner come forward and want to get saved. Heaven rejoices. But how they rejoicing in heaven over one sinner repentant because there's no, no, nobody to deal with them. They don't believe in it now. They don't believe in passing offering plates. There's something, and I say, well, where's the Bible for that? Well, there's a lot of Bible. Upon the first day of week, let every one of you lay by him and store as God has prospered him. Offerings have worked for nearly 260 years in this country and around the world. Why, 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 why does everything have to be redefined? No more altars, no more offering plates, uh, no more hymn books. Uh, so you can't sing the notes, you can't, you can't learn the harmony like all the harmony you heard tonight. And God commands us to sing in harmony. And, and, you, and, you, and you can't have choirs anymore. And you can't have a church that looks like a church. It's all going to be black ceiling and, 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 uh, and all these different colored lights going and everything going. And it's got to be more like a nightclub. And the preacher has to sit in the front row. And, and the worship leader has to go up there and always, oh, praise Jesus. Oh, praise the Lord. Oh, praise Jesus. Good Jesus, you're so real. A lot of phoniness. Be careful. They'll redefine worship in this tribulation. 
the Antichrist, Revelation 13, will, will control the world. And then they gather to Armageddon. That is right there by the Mount of Olives on the other side. And that's where Jesus is going to gather them all. And Jesus is telling here, Matthew 24, this is what's going to happen. Go back there and we'll close. I'm sorry to take so much time. I want to get you moving in chapter 24. For then, verse 21, shall be great tribulation. As the such, such was not seen from the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. Except those days should be shortened, there should be no flesh saved. But the elect's sake, and those days shall be shortened. And then shall, if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there believe him not. For there are false Christs and false prophets, which shall show great signs and wonders. We read about that even possible to see the very alive. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.